that's what Ray was just talking about from John chapter 14. Great, great things he great. has done, and he will do greater things. Mm-hmm. If you could do math with God, it's always exponential. There's more so to, much more. More to come from Passion, Christian Stanfill on that. It's Risenstein. It's Victory 91.5. We want to thank one of our partners, Good Landing Recovery. Yeah, also good friend. Trey Lewis has been in here uh, Quite a few times, and he understands the bondage that you can get into uh, when addiction just grabs onto you. Uh, he was freed from that bondage, and that's why he found a Good Landing Recovery. GoodLandingRecovery.com is their website. Your recovery could start a Good Landing Recovery. Amen. Well, we're talking Pentecost. And we're talking, really, when you talk Pentecost, you're usually talking two different things. One, in the desert with uh, Moses, and in Jerusalem with the apostles after Jesus rose and ascended. So, on the first Pentecost, that's with Moses, signs and wonders accompanied the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. There was smoke, there was fire, and there was cloud on the mountain. In fact, if you want to see a really cool thing, there's two different versions where Mount Sinai was. I'm a big fan of the one in Saudi Arabia. And you can actually see the whole top of the mountain is burned. It's black from the fire coming down. There's a lot of cool stuff. If you look, I think it's, um, uh, gosh, uh, Sinai in Arabia or something like that. There's a neat site that just, uh, you'll be fascinated. But that's some of the things that were there. Smoke, fire, clouds on the mountain. The mountain trembled and the blast of a shofar sounded louder and louder. The voice of God was audibly heard by the entire nation of Israel. Wow. Talk about a good day. Mm. That had to be beyond words. But according to the Midrash, it's a traditional Jewish interpretation of scriptures, the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai was accompanied by several wonders. Flames of fire, which came to each individual at Sinai. Now the verse we have, on the occasion of the giving of the Torah, the children of Israel not only heard the Lord's voice, but actually saw the sound waves as they emerged from the Lord's mouth. Now again, this is from the Midrash. They visualized them as fiery substance. Each commandment that left the Lord's mouth traveled around the entire camp and then came back to every Jew individually. Now, you would think that uh, that would be something said after New Testament days when tongues of fire were seen, right? But this, of course, is old Midrash going back. So you're actually looking back in time at what God was going to do. And in some senses, it helps you understand when you get to the New Testament going, oh, so this is why there was an expectation. So the voice of God speaking in every language known to man. In rabbinic lore, there are 70 mother languages. And it says... And all the people witnessed the thunderings. That's Exodus 20. So it said that God's voice, as it was uttered, split up into 70 voices and 70 languages so that all the nations should understand. Again, that's rabbinic lore. So when the people saw the thunder, now this is verse. When the people saw, I have to give you each one of these because we're doing midrashes, uh, lore, and then actual Bible. When the people saw the thunder and lightnings and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. That's Exodus 20. Now, in Hebrew, that translation, uh, the thunder and lightnings in this passage literally reads voices and either torches, fires, lights, one of those words. Voices was translated thunders because voices are normally heard rather than seen. And torches was translated lightnings to perhaps match kind of logically. But the voices, the word voices is plural. So what the people heard was one God, but many voices or languages. 
Now, this means that everyone heard the Torah in a way that they could understand it in the language that they spoke, even though they were a fixed multitude. Oh. That's Exodus 12. So, you know, if all you've ever read was the account of Acts chapter 2, you may not even understand why half the things were going on. And it was so that they would recognize, because of what they had read their whole lives and what had been taught, they'd go, oh, this is what this is. Mm -hmm. And it was on Pentecost. So here you go, Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. A large fire of some sort came down from heaven and then divided and covered each one of them, basically. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. The Spirit enabled them. So you have voices and torches again in a very similar fashion. Also Acts 2, they were, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? The Bible says the people heard in their language, but it doesn't say they spoke in that language. Mm. That's the interesting part. Just like at Sinai, everyone heard in their language as God spoke through the apostles. The disciples and followers of Jesus were all well aware of the giving of the Torah at, on, at the, the original Pentecost, Shavos. They knew the story of the words of fire resting on each individual at that feast. They knew the story of God's voice speaking to all mankind in every language. So therefore, the miracles and signs and wonders they experienced in Acts chapter 2 carry deep significance and mm -hmm. prophetic fulfillment to the Jews. Mm -hmm. The tongues of fire and the speaking of every tongue were both direct allusions to Mount Sinai experience and to the receiving of the Torah. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing that one of the reasons we teach on this is so you'll understand that it's not just a Christian experience. This is something that God has been doing for thousands of years, even before he sent Jesus. Mm -hmm. mm. Excellent. Ray Haynes teaching on Pentecost. It's always things like this that remind me that God had a plan for each one of us. Yep. And it started way before we were born. It's way bigger and better than our whatever our current circumstances mm -hmm. are. That's right. And that God is in the details. He's in every detail. And it's unique. Yeah. I think it's really important to realize that your details are different from someone else's details. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are that important to him. He wrote your own story, your own unique story to encounter him. Mm. Amen. We'll be back with more on Pentecost and a very special Rise and Stein on Victory 91.5. Are you ready to become more...